1: We're off to Dallas, baby. Cleveland Browns, Dallas Cowboys, and Jerry's World. Welcome to the Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns, Andy McNamara, alongside Matt Fleur-Jancic on SB Nation's Dogs by Nature. And that, of course, is the epic, the iconic theme song to Dallas, which wherever there's a Dallas, I love that show. I love that song, Matt. Wherever there's a chance to play it, I do. And the Browns are playing the Dallas Cowboys. So there you go. How you doing?
2: I'm hanging in there. How about you? I'm doing,
1: I'm doing good man. I'm doing good. I'm 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 ready, feeling uh, feeling all right with the the Browns heading in to Dallas. I think this is going to be a real telling game for where this Browns team is at. There there's been so much made first time 2 and 1 uh, or or over 585 games and this and that and whatever. Um some notables before coming in. Jarvis Landry is going to play in his 100th consecutive regular season game, which is pretty amazing. So that's cool. Um, And some notable players out uh, as well. Um, Real quick, Matt, there's a a note out there that Rashad Higgins, again, is not in the Browns' doghouse. Why is this dude not playing in Kadera Hodges? I don't get
2: it. I I really don't know the answer to that question. I looked at the stats yesterday because all the coaches were asked about Kadera Hodges over the last couple days. And they all said, Oh, he's doing a great job. He's working hard. He's earning his reps by what he's doing in practice and what he's doing on special teams. I looked at his stats and he has three, like three catches. Like why in God's name would I write a 600 word feature on a guy with three catches? I don't know, (laughs) but people love the guy The coaches think he works his tail off in practice. And, and on special teams, and they're willing to give him a shot on offense. Okay. I don't know what Higgins has done. I don't know who's got pictures of him doing God knows what, but <laughs> somebody's got something on that guy because it's pretty crazy that he can't crack the lineup after uh-huh. being such an integral part of the offense in 2018. Now under two first-time head coaches, he can't see the light of day. I, I have right. no idea what he did. But whatever it was, it was fierce.
1: It was something. I don't get The only thing I've heard, and that I guess I could sort of wrap my head around, is that because this offense is so run-heavy with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, the wide receivers have been lessened their role. And we've seen that from the stat lines of Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. And that Hodge's benefit is as a blocker. And he's while Higgins might be the better pass catcher, Hodge is the better blocker. So almost like an extension of a blocking tight end, you got Hodge out there to to block for the running backs in an offense that really isn't utilizing the wide receiver. So if that's the reasoning, I don't know why they just don't come out and say that because I could sort of wrap my head around that, I guess.
2: Yeah, I could too. Um, but unless they're being honest about the situation, well, we're always going to wonder. if are you know, why Why the heck is it going in the opposite direction for a guy that was really the security blanket for your star quarterback? Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Um, after the first week and that first interception of the season where it looked like, to me at least, that Hodge alligator armed it and as soon as it deflected, he pulled his arms in. Like, oh, I'm not going to catch that one. Kind of gave up on the play, in my opinion. That's what I thought. Um yeah, he, he would not have seen the light of day for me. He would have been in the doghouse, and I would have given Higgins a, a crack. But I think you're probably onto to something with the a whole blocking thing, that they they need him to block more than they need Higgins to catch. Which, right. I mean, they only had four wide receivers active last week, and one of them was JoJo Natson, and he got hurt. So – there there's still a big problem and a disconnect with what Higgins does for this team and what the coaches refuse to give him a chance to do for this team. I don't know what, what's going on. I don't know why you bother re signing a guy wow, if you don't plan right. on using him, but that's that's neither here nor there. Right.
1: You can give us a follow on Twitter at Andy MC 81 at Matt Fleur Jancic, and Instagram as well at AndyMC sports and at Matt flow sports. Let us know your prediction for Browns versus Cowboys. We'll give ours at the end of the show. Uh, when we look at notable injuries, uh, Matt, so uh, on Friday, six players listed Joel Batonia with a back issue, Olivier Vernon recovering from the abdomen um, Kareem hunt groin injury, which it looks like. Hopefully fingers crossed is more of a maintenance thing. Ward, Denzel Ward uh, still battling, but three players have been ruled out officially, and that is Greedy Williams, again, who has not played. Four weeks out for Greedy. Adrian Claiborne with a hip and linebacker, uh, Tay Davis with an elbow. So really, I thought Claiborne's done a nice job when he's in there. Greedy Williams again, Matt, like, holy man, we're getting into a territory where we got to be talking about maybe a bust. With, with He just can't get on the field.
2: Yeah, this is the second year in a row that he's had a four-week injury that didn't seem all that that severe but turned into something a lot worse than what it should have been. And I'm starting to wonder if it's, if it, if it's just the injury or if it's Discipline you know, or... Uh, up top, like a me- mental thing. Yeah, you know, uh, the, the Cleveland Indians baseball team had, ran into that with one of their starting pitchers who had all the skills in the world. And then every time he felt a little discomfort, he stopped pitching and mm. made it a bigger deal. And that led to some within the organization questioning his mental toughness. Now, Greedy, he's still young, so things can happen in a positive way for him. But he better get on the damn field, and he better do it fast. Because if he misses a, another prolonged period of time, I don't know that the Browns can wait on him anymore. I know they spent a high draft pick on him, from a second rounder, a couple of years ago. But if he can't get on the field, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know where he was taken. They need to readdress that position, and they need to do it pretty fast because their their top two corners have massive injury issues. I mean Greedy's injury gonna problem. miss his eighth game. Wow. He's in his second year and he's already gonna miss his eighth game. Wow. And Denzel Ward has had injury issues before. So yeah, they gotta figure out something for that cornerback position. Otherwise they're gonna have to keep winning games thirty four to thirty
1: and that's it. Right. And and what do we say? The best ability is availability. And those two top guys, especially greedy, uh-huh. are not available. Uh, note from Adam Schefter coming out this morning says there were no positive tests this morning in Minnesota per source, meaning the Vikings continue to be unaffected by last week's games versus the Titans. So it appears the virus hasn't yet crossed the line of scrimmage. So the Titans continue to pile up has not affected the Vikings, which is tremendous news. And so it seems really that as long as uh, nobody else pops up on the Vikings list, that we're just in that one readjustment zone between the Titans and the Steelers this week.
0: Most of the time we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Axe miniseries now in the VergeCast feed, anywhere you find podcasts.
2: That's fantastic news yeah. because it's wreaking havoc on the Titans. They had more positive tests this morning. That's crazy. And you got to start to wonder if I mean, they've already adjusted the schedule, so the bye week is taken care of If they continue to get more tests, you're gonna look at game forfeitures or a league wide shutdown for a couple of weeks because you're not gonna have any options in terms of play within the schedule and I know that the Titans are off to a good start, and they're gonna raise you know all sorts of hell if you tell them that they gotta sit out of game, but to be honest with you. That might be the thing that gets the message through to these guys that the league isn't playing and that this is still a serious issue on both sides of our borders. You know, it's, I don't know, you just have to send a message at some point. Yeah. Yeah, man. That your behavior is not acceptable.
1: Send the message. You, you, you tell the team, if it's only one team you said, guys, hey, guess what? You lose the game next week if you can't play. Uh, you don't think right. that you don't think that will send a message league wide? Now I'm saying this: if this was the Browns, we'd be furious, of course, right? I don't, I don't give two craps about the Titans, but uh, so if it was the other way around, of course, I'm I'm acknowledging right. the hypocrisy of it. But in this case, hey man, you know what? You're causing this mess. You don't take it serious. Pff, bye. Now you got a loss. How do you like that? Maybe you take it my, more serious now.
2: Yeah. My my point is baseball. Worked with the two teams that had the massive outbreaks because they could because that game those games could be made up was mm-hmm. it pretty
1: double headers
2: no yeah. by any means it wasn't pretty with all the double headers and stuff can't do that in football no completely different skill set or, or and game timelines and, yeah. and practice structure you just can't do it so the only way that if the Titans keep coming up with these positive tests you got to park them. Because it's not fair to the 31 other teams that are doing things the right way to get punished and have the league shut down for a couple of weeks. Well, these guys continue to work out their crap. Like, either you park them or you have to park the league, and I think that's pretty unfair to the other 31 teams.
1: Absolutely it is. So anyway, we'll have to wait and see on that. But good news that the Vikings, no other positive tests coming out of that one there. Of course, for your fantasy football lineups, make sure you got your Steelers and your Titans out. If you need some help, I got an article up right now. It just came out on sportsnet.ca. You can look at there, my sleeper picks And on Twitter, I got the link out at AndyMC81, as well as my fantasy minute with players to avoid for week four in the panic. Uh, But Matt, let's talk about this Cowboys game. Because this is a case where this offense, this strategy, the patience, the commitment to the run could be tested by Kevin Stefanski because there's two things with the Dallas Cowboys. They have the most passing yards per game in the NFL, and they have the 26th ranked defense. That means and lends itself to a shootout, which could be a lot of fun, but we might be seeing Baker Mayfield on to chuck the ball up a whole lot more in his home state of Texas.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you look at the numbers, he hasn't had to do a whole lot in the two wins. Uh, he's completed just 16 passes in each of those two games. He's thrown for only uh, two over 200 yards just once on the season. Uh, he's thrown for a couple of touchdowns in multiple games. But still, he hasn't been asked to do too much, which is fine. Which is
1: great, if you're winning.
2: By me, because I think if you ask a quarterback to go the other way and throw, like, 57 times like Baker's used to, or Joe Burrow having to throw over 60 times, uh, you're leaving your quarterback open to take a lot of
0: punishment.
2: And uh, I like how the Browns have have managed him uh, through the first three weeks, but if they need him, he's got the mentality to get in a a high-scoring game. He doesn't shy away from (laughs) that kind of
0: stuff.
2: So uh, I think they'll be just fine. I think they're going to try and hope to grind it out on the ground, but if they have to, then they're going to let Baker air it out and let's see what the wide receivers really look like when they face a, a defense that they should, in theory, carve up. Well,
1: and especially with all these injuries and just the general question marks on the Browns' defense in general, Matt, you look at the weapons on Dallas, right? You run down the list, wide receiver, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup. You got Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield, Dak on his own. Dalton Schultz is a tight end. We know how, how much difficulty the Browns over the last number of years have had defending the tight end. Dalton Schultz went off a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it, it's going to be a, a, work, a workout for that defense. And that's why if you're the Browns, you hope, I would think, that the idea again Clock management. Keep that Dallas offense off the field as much as possible, and just try to ground and pound it. But we'll we'll see if the game script allows for
2: that. Yeah, obviously, what the Cowboys are able to accomplish will adjust the Browns' plans. Uh, if the Cowboys can put up points, Browns are going to have to air it out a little bit. If the Browns can stymie the the Cowboys or at least play keep away and possess the ball because of Nick Chubb's running or Kareem Hunt, if he's healthy, his running, um, yeah, then then the play calling can go the other way and it can stay pretty consistent to what we've seen the first three weeks or at least the last two weeks, I should say. Um, we'll see. The defense has to answer the bell, and it has to start with Miles Garrett and the defensive line because the second and third level's, Aren't looking real healthy yet, and that's going to be a big issue. Trying to cover the wide receivers that Dallas has mm. with a banged up secondary, so Miles and and the guys up front, they have to handle their business at the line of scrimmage, and they have to to get to Dak Prescott. Now the thing is, you can't just get in the backfield. No, you have to wrap this guy up and drop because he's a very he's good quarterback. That has good pocket awareness, senses when pressure is coming, and he has the skills to move the ball with his feet when protections break down. Yep. So, so you can't just hem him in; you got to get him down.
1: That's that's the thing, and and that's why this offense is so good with Dallas with all of those weapons. I will say, folks, some some good news. I played um, on Madden. I did the, the the game this week, and the Browns <laughs> won twenty two to ten. 22-10. to 10. I don't think that's a realistic score, <laughs> to be honest, but we won 22-10. In my simulation, Baker threw two touchdowns, two interceptions. Chubb ran in a touchdown. Uh, I think Kareem Hunt caught—no, Hooper and Odell caught touchdowns. And after a first play, uh, like 80-yard touchdown score by Amari Cooper, I shut the, the Dallas offense down. Uh, I think that would be
2: awesome. I
1: don't think that's very realistic, but the Browns came out with a win. How about that?
2: <laughs> so, in the Andy Mac simulation prediction, the Browns are gonna be just fine. Just and they don't fine. have to worry about the explosiveness. Not of at all. the Cowboys offense.
1: Not at all. I think I had like Miles Garrett like two sacks cool. as well, and yeah, it was it was ideal. let's say, it, it was an ideal situation. <laughs> what, what we have to think of too bad with Baker Mayfield is, again, like I said, this is his home state of Texas, and he's played and balled out in big games in that AT&T Stadium in Jerry's World in high school and in college. So this is a case I wonder if, you know, it's a rise to occasion. Does he get a little overhyped? We've seen before, you know, he gets a little too excited. The ball starts zipping all over the place, maybe a little high or off or whatever. Uh, That's going to be interesting too, just to see how he performs all jacked up in front of, well, the largest crowds allowed by the NFL so far, 21,000.
2: Yeah, and keep in mind, too, that his first professional foray in the state of Texas did not go so great. Um, Yeah, he threw for 397 yards and threw a touchdown. Most of that came in the second half against the Houston Texans a couple years ago. Right, But he threw three first-half picks, and by the time he was – Slinging the ball around for over 300 yards in the second half, uh, the Titans, the Texans had a 23 point lead. So yeah, yeah. Uh, let's hope that this trip to Texas goes a lot better than the first one.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's a great point. Um, let's get to our predictions, buddy. Let's go. Let's see Browns at Cowboys. <laughs> Cleveland is two and one. Dallas is one and two. Cowboys are four and a half point favorites over under set at 56 score prediction, please. Ooh.
2: Cowboys 28 Browns, 24, 24.
1: So let's see if my math is right. Is that the over on 56 uh, or is that right at 56? No, that's 48, 48, 52, 52. So taking the under and Cowboys win. Um, I'll say, Cowboys thirty-five, Browns twenty-eight. I think the over gets hit, and uh, the Browns just miss. Out. I think I think it's a a really good offensive game, but just the the offensive power overtakes the Browns defense, and they just miss out. But they don't look out of place. They look like they belong. We're impressed with Baker. It just doesn't go go their way. Again, we we hope we're wrong. I hope it's my Madden prediction of twenty-two ten. That'd be that'd be way better. <laughs> you know, but
2: but hey, yeah, kind <laughs> It, it kind of reminds me of the high school game I covered last night where the uh, the one team had a, a fantastic quarterback, but they had no defense. Ooh. And I worry that that's the situation the Browns are going to be in if Denzel can't go. Or if he goes and then plays a half and then has to get pulled. It's
1: limited, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah that that's kind of the vibe i'm getting is we've got a really good quarterback and a really good offense but our defense is struggling mightily right now and we've got to figure out a way to stop that
1: and that's it um let us know your prediction for browns versus cowboys at andy mc81 and at matt Florjancic on twitter at Matt Flow Sports, at Andy MC Sports on Instagram, and Matt, people can get your links on Facebook, all the social media stuff to all all the work you're doing, right?
2: Yes, sir. Uh, follow me on Twitter for all the links to my stories on my blog, which is mattflowjantik52.wordpress.com. All right,
1: buddy, good stuff. Let's enjoy the game. Go Browns, and let's hope both of our predictions are wrong and the Browns blow them out and have some fun on Sunday.
2: I'm okay with that. I don't mind being wrong if that means the Browns win. Absolutely. All right, buddy.
1: We'll talk to you next week, hopefully again, for a victory Monday. Wouldn't that be something? Browns would be three and one. You've been listening to The doghouse on SB Nation's Dogs by
0: Nature. Go Browns! Hello, I'm Neil Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, A little spoiler for you. If a company is over hundred years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. This
1: episode was supported by Reddit for Business. You want the right attention for your business, but you don't know where to get it. It should be a place where people actually take the time to engage with your ads. Why not try Reddit? They seem to have the whole engagement thing down pat. With over 100,000 communities, Reddit users are some of the most active online. Meet your potential customers where they feel most at home, with 90% of users trusting Reddit to learn about new products and brands. Just go to redditforbusiness.com slash Vox to learn more.